0: Well, first off, on behalf of myself, I want to welcome you to a whole new notion of what's going to be happening uh, with podcasts and podcasting. I want to uh, welcome you to emerging evolution the orientation so i am a voice that's similar to inclusive activism podcast listeners uh, because i'm rowdy and i've been doing this for a while but i have someone that's going to be partnering with me because we're going to take this into a dramatic philosophical religious scientific direction and uh, it's going to get deep and we're gonna get confused at times, and we're gonna come back and we're gonna do some learning together. And and as always, we're hoping that you're gonna be part of the community with us. So with that, some people already know me, so I'm gonna allow Calvin to introduce himself uh, to give us a sense of his background, uh, the Social Centric Institute that's gonna be lending part of itself to what we do here, so you can get a sense of uh, who we're gonna be working with.
1: All right, Brother Rowdy, thank you. Uh, So my name is Calvin Terrell, and I am a what I would refer to as a justice consultant. i worked throughout the United States for the past going on 30 years, just trying to get people of all kinds of backgrounds, ages, beliefs, colors, you name it, to uh, treat each other better. Mm-hmm. I created social-centric institute out of the social-centric philosophy, which is basically an idea that humankind is one, the world is one, Uh, And we've been fragmented by some historical violences. And when we begin to work together, uh, we can create not just a more united, safer humanity, but a safer planet, environmentally. We have to heal these historical traumas. I think we can. I do not surrender to cynicism. And so, social centric is about that belief in the human spirit to not just survive, but to thrive in a way that doesn't hurt the earth.
0: Mm So they can get to know you a little bit more, too. As far as uh, what draws you or brings you to the work? Like, why do you feel like you're called to it? Because it's hard work. I mean, there's a lot of mm. criticism, betrayal, theft. I mean, it gets difficult. Uh, <laughs> and it's not an easy life to live. So what, why do you live the life? Why, why are you called to the work? In a
1: breath, Alice Walker, she said, activism is her rent for living on Earth.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: At a philosophical level or a real level, mm-hmm man a lot of levels we can go at this rowdy i would say historically as a soul experiencing black membership of the human race Mm -hmm. using that trauma to triumph over this stuff there's Mm -hmm. a lot of traumas that i've experienced just as being a human a soul walking in this body Mm -hmm. and that i realized is not who i am Mm -hmm. what has defined me Mm -hmm. Who I am is that that soul, that energy, that essence, watching these experiences. And for a long time, I allowed that stuff that people did to this body to define me. And I realized it was all learning in order to contribute to the evolution. So I used to carry a lot of shame. I used to carry a lot of just, you know, junk around that. And I realized that, that that's not mine to carry. It's the systems around me. If anything, that needs to be carrying in. Sometimes the social order, going through some hard stuff that drives me that what our ancestors went through of all colors, uh, they didn't have a choice. I mean, they did, but when you're shackled, you know, and you're born in that situation and then die in that situation, your choices are very limited. Mm-hmm. When I get tired, when I get frustrated, when those things you talk about happen, yeah. uh, I call upon them. My ancestors, they didn't have a choice. And it keeps me moving. Yeah, that's good. That's beautiful. I appreciate that.
0: (laughs) As far as myself, I'm a survivor of cultural genocide. It's hard because though I'm mixed, I identify as native. Though I've not got to live or breathe an indigenous experience because Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a product of Indian boarding schools. We don't have any connection to who we were. when I grew up in Texas, I grew up in a barrio neighborhood and I got adopted by the Mexicans around me. And um, that became my gift, is learning that we can just adopt each other. Yeah. That we can just create family. And it doesn't really matter exactly what your background is, as long as like, we can just accept, hey, you're a you and a unique you, and there's beauty, beauty in the unique you, especially in the difference. And that I'm a unique me, and there's beauty in the difference. Mm. When we come together, And we see what we're like together and how we operate in that space, man, it's exciting. It is. It it gets me jazzed about the human spirit. It's funny because people will tell me, uh, and the third voice you're going to hear is Tank Panting. Tank's been part of the Inclusive Activism podcast for a while. He might make (laughs) appearances in these podcasts, too. Tank is no joke. (laughs) He's very excited (laughs) about everything, all the work we're doing here. Um... But uh, when I see who we can be, because I don't think we're wired for evil. We wouldn't survive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's bear versus Calvin. Mm-hmm. Ba- money's on the bear. It's all bear- on the bear. <laughs> bear versus <laughs> Rowdy. Put your money on the bear, right? <laughs> sure. But, like, when we're together, you know, I, I, was, uh, I heard something that somebody was playing Dungeons and Dragons, right? Mm-hmm. And there was this wolf party outside of the town. And the little girl was like, let's feed them. Let's take care of them. Instead of kill them, which was like the intention of the dungeon master, right? Uh, and then she had this whole like wolf army, wolf community, and I'm like, man, that's that's the thinking that we need. So I get excited about that stuff. With inclusive activism, the big driving force is the idea that we is greater than me, and when we can be part of a bigger collective without having to sacrifice who we are, yes. the collective gets better, and that. There is, a, there is a price to becoming a we Yes. It that um, it's not free and we're not going to take you. And doesn't mean you get to be or do just anything you want. There's a cost to our togetherness. But even with that cost of our togetherness, you can still be a whole you and because we need a whole you and it will make for a better we. So it's looking at becoming better, happier people for the us as well as for the self mm. and that things go both ways. And for me, this has just been an opportunity to organized thoughts and ideas. It's nice because when I do teachings, like sometimes I do a podcast on that idea, it becomes a teaching later. Mm -hmm. And why we're doing this together is we sat down and we just talked, and uh, there's been times where both, I know you've experienced hero worship in a really toxic way, and I've experienced hero worship and then when you're not the hero, they want to tear you down because yes. you're human. And I was like, I told you I was human the whole time. Like, that's the hope in that I'm human and I'm fallible. Uh, but it's a way for us to spread the thinking, the ideas, uh, to take you on a journey about what does an us look like? Yeah. And how do we do us better? What is a, how do we do us better in art? How do we think us more philosophically? Uh, how do we leverage the best of religions that have us as a center, right? Because you know, if God's not us and the 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 connection of all the us, then I don't know what it is. Man, you know, that's big, Rowdy. It is, but <laughs> but I mean, you feel that stuff, you know, yeah. like like, and it's funny because everybody's spiritual these days, right? They're like they don't want to be religious, but they want to be spiritual, yes, and sir. I'm like, what does that mean? And they're like. Well, I got rocks, and I was like, tell me, "Well, then tell me about your rocks, like, because I don't understand how you're getting a a big we, a universal connection from your rocks. Not that you can't, right. but I don't get it, right? right? But like for me, it's it's experiencing the us when when somebody helps you out, like when you drop all your stuff and you face plant on the ground, mm-hmm. and some random stranger helps you pick up your stuff and dust you off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you do a lot of work in Minneapolis. That was the the unofficial rules of falling on the ice in Minneapolis. You
1: help somebody up. Right?
0: Is you always can laugh, but you gotta help them up <laughs> because you're gonna fall, and it's okay to laugh because we all been there. Right. But you also gotta help them up. That's you know. Solid. Yeah. That's solid. And so, uh, and that that's part of like what we're here so here for. So, as far as like Calvin, if you want to talk a bit about like about the the mission and goals of what you'd like to see this podcast be centered around like how would you explain that what would you tell them
1: well i the mission i think of any time two humans are dedicating themselves to a cause Mm -hmm. is to invite other people to assist in that cause in some way Mm -hmm. and not just that cause but to invite other people to think about what is their purpose? What is their cause?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like you talked about the, the me-we shift, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest challenges is that everybody wants it their way. Yeah. How do we create a way? Mm-hmm. You know, and when I say way, I mean just a way mm-hmm. that we all share. We all are going to agree to or surrender to. Yeah, even if yeah. you will. Yeah. Like I like that, surrender. surrender. But that's
0: what it takes, really. Right. It's a really a surrender. Because right. the ego... Don't want to surrender. Right. But when right. you surrender to the bigger us, the bigger we, that yeah. like God-like notion. Yeah, yeah. Like amazing things become powerful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, that, and you know, in a sense, so, you know, you mentioned Tank, right? Yeah. Tank's this beautiful pit, y'all, yeah. just running around here. Yeah. And Tank, he, he can't check his instincts. You put a, a bloody stake on the ground. That brother's going forward, yeah. right? He's gonna go. He's he's gonna surrender to that instinct, you mm-hmm. know. Now domestication, of course, can alter what he does. The yeah. training, but if he was still in his pure wolf form,
0: yeah,
1: right. Mm-hmm. He, it, there's alpha, there's omega, mm-hmm. and whatnot. So there, there's things we surrender to every day, right? We we surrender to taking a nap. We gotta go to sleep. Mm-hmm. We surrender to going to the restroom. Mm-hmm. We just surrender to hunger and thirst. We surrender to the laws of gravity. You know, we're out here in Phoenix, Arizona. It's 105 today, yeah. and we surrender to the idea that that heat will will fry you, yeah. right? <laughs> You'll be and a little puddle. Yeah. So there's, but this idea of surrendering to a common cause mm-hmm. means that, to some degree, we have to check. As humans, I believe our unchecked animal instinct. Tank mm-hmm. has instincts mm-hmm. that drive him, mm-hmm. and his wolf, like ancestors and brothers and sisters out there in the in the forest, their instincts drive them and dictate who they are within this bigger symphony called the natural order. Mm-hmm. But I think the mission of this podcast is for us to examine our animal instincts, to check our animal instincts, which gives us the I or the me right right because Mm -hmm. we're an individual animal but we still want the pack yeah and so now thinking about the pack means a we because the pack isn't just folks that are the same so called race or background or belief or identity or whatever Mm -hmm. the pack is humankind the earth Mm -hmm. and so figuring out surrendering to a we uh is i think a big goal of this podcast and roddy and i aren't here to say what that is we're here to start unpacking exploring what it could be figure it out yeah yeah we (laughs) start you know figure it out and so i'm excited to talk with someone who's again thank you roddy i appreciate what you're doing but in order to grow this family of folks that want a better earth Mm -hmm.
0: yeah and one of the things uh that brought us together that we got to make sure that we disseminate to you is just because we are the voices in your ears mm. does not mean we are the leaders. Right. Like, <laughs> when one of the things I think we connected around best and most deeply is we don't lead anybody. We're walking a path. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we may have seen things on path because we've been walking a path longer. Right. Um, we may have been walking the path for a long time and somebody just steps on it and they see a part of the path we never understood. Right. Like, they can teach us about the path that we're on. Yep. There's no leader. There's no further along. There's no better. Um, part of the reason why we felt the need to be together is that in, in some ways we're peers and in some ways we're mentors mm-hmm. to one another. In every relationship we have, like there's the leader. It's leading on both sides. It's learning on both sides. Mm-hmm. And we're not looking to be... We're not your guru. (laughs) Like, and don't ask us to be that thing. We're just people on a journey. And we're inviting you to take a journey with us. And we're inviting you to share the thoughts and ideas of the journey that you're on with us. Because it's going to help us in our learning, which is going to help our communal learning. And so uh, we're going to have a a Google Voice line that you can call and leave thoughts and ideas. Like, what do you think about that? What do you want us to, like, examine and talk about? Uh, What would you do in a certain situation? But... Um, Ideally, this isn't just me and Calvin talking to each other. Hopefully, we're talking to you back and forth, asynchronous with time, but still, we can respond to you, and I think that's one of the things that's exciting about what we're looking to build here, too. And I think uh, another thing with that, um, one of the things I think is important to know is, Calvin, can you tell them about the notion of virtues and violence? I think that's a big concept that people have to get their their head around.
1: Yeah, yeah, the, uh, so the whole, Virtues and violence idea is a core of the social centric philosophy piece I developed. Uh, it's a core measure and concept within social centric. So, when you think of concepts like love, kindness, patience, mindfulness, wisdom, awe, beauty, zeal, all virtues. Mm-hmm. And people have called those things values, mm-hmm. but the way we define values. In the social-centric philosophy, is values are a collection of virtues that you hold really important, really Mm -hmm. dear. Yeah. Your values, right? So that's virtues, right? There's just tons of them. Mm -hmm. But violence is a lot of times when people think of violence, they think of just physical violence, Mm -hmm. think of like a punch, a kick, vandalism, Mm -hmm. you know, scratch, bite, something like that. Well, if you think of a an iceberg and how 10% of an iceberg shows and the other 90% is underneath the water. Physical violence is actually a symptom. Mm -hmm. It's the tip of the iceberg. It's a symptom of the other violences. Mm -hmm. So violence is is plural, Mm -hmm. plural, excuse me. And plural meaning there's emotional violence, Mm -hmm. right? Hurting of the heart. Mental violence, hurting of the the thought process or sense of worth, if you will, right? Social violence. The harm to community, the harm to unity, Mm -hmm. gossip and backbiting, prejudices, historical traumas, Mm -hmm. stuff that's the residue of the way the earth has been treated. Mm -hmm. Those are all social violences. Some people believe there's even spiritual violences. Oh, definitely. You know, harm to the uh, capacity to have hope, Mm -hmm. to have faith, to believe in something deeper or meaningful. Or that
0: there's one way... Right, right, right. right. There's a dogma that must be followed to truth.
1: Well, you got a lot of folks that uh, take the teachings of prophets and pimp them for profit, Mm -hmm. right? So, virtues and violences, how they connect is violences are not opposite of virtues Mm -hmm. or a binary split. Mm -hmm. Violences are the weaponization, the distortion or the absence of virtues. Mm-hmm. So for example, if I say, I love you, mm-hmm. that's very different than say, now I'm pretending like I'm hitting something with my fist right now, yeah. and I'm saying, I do this because I love you. Right. That's still an expression of love,
0: yeah. but it's
1: a violent expression of love. Right. And some people have been so conditioned or engineered mm-hmm. that they think that's love. Yeah. Or if I say, if you really do this, then you love me. Yeah. You'll do this for me if you really love me. Yeah. That's weaponizing love. Right. right? Loyalty. Uh being there for someone. You know, being practicing fidelity, right? But loyalty can be weaponized, can become violent when you say, "Well, third graders, fourth graders, middle schoolers, well, if you talk to them, you're not my friend." Yeah. That's weaponization of loyalty. <laughs> if you really love this nation, if you're loyal to this nation, you'll hate those people. Right Right So The line between Violence and virtues Is as thin as thought Yeah I hope that That can break No that
0: makes sense And it's nice Because I think What you talk about there too Is We do believe And there's some Universal truths Some universal values That exist in the world Right Mm -hmm. Like Truth Is objective And it exists And it's real And it doesn't care If you believe in it or not It's there Because it is Is And you can believe in it Sure. And, and you can have a lot easier time or you could try to disbelieve it right. and work against it But you
1: can lie to yourself and say the sun isn't up even though there's <laughs> clouds are out but the sun is there
0: right <laughs> you know Still like there. so we believe in some absolute things yeah. that are just part of the, like the human um, and then human spiritual condition you know yeah. I mean when you really look at like love and what it takes to love yeah. that's not within I don't know that that's within humanness just to
1: do like there's got to be something bigger than that well it, it, it's interesting you talk about what's in humanness. i think our physical frame as a human the what we can measure with animal senses what we can taste touch smell see hear. yeah that's that's animal that's yeah. flesh that's all animal right? right but our humanity is our capacity to reason so that's the violences and virtues our capacity to reason affords us also the capacity to lie yeah. And they even lie to ourselves. Yeah. So, like, tanks in here doing his thing. Yeah. If he's hungry, he can't lie about it. He's hungry. Yeah. If he's got to go to the restroom, he can't lie about it. He's yeah. got to go. Yeah. Right. And so, if if he's angry or scared, there's no lying.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. And so, the animal aspect of us is just just, just the truth, right? But the humanity is where's is that? What people have called good and evil.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is that's the virtues where we can show kindness, we can be deferential, we can we can put our animal needs and wants aside mm-hmm. for something greater, mm-hmm. something outside of ourselves, something we can't even see yet, a future. Yeah, Tank's not thinking about the future. No, he's thinking about right now. Yep. I'm chewing on this thing, <laughs> right? <Yep. laughs> that's it. I got some people around me I like. Yeah, I'm <laughs> happy. <laughs> yeah, right, and so. This, this, our humanity, I think, is something that is beyond this frame of a body, beyond yeah. this moment. I mean, I think it's a lot to do with the mind. Mm-hmm. And some people will say, that's the spirit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's complicated. Like, because we get glimpses
1: <laughs> through
0: frames that we were taught, and we try to share it. But, I mean, that's the downside of communication. It's so incomplete. Yeah. Uh, it's not the fullness of what was. Yes. It's a vague reconstruction with the language that we have to yeah, try to like, t- t- say what that feeling felt like. Um, so another thing that I think is really important to understand is that idea of that harm. So in, in the Inclusive Act of Us Podcast, we always try to work as much as possible from a nonviolent frame. Okay. Uh, it's really hard to do because the world that we have experienced... For the most part, is influenced, shaped by violence. Yes. Uh, and so, when you talk about that harm, that intentional of trying not to do harm, yeah. is of premier focus. Uh, and it's funny because I think uh, when people think about nonviolence, they think of it as passivism, mm. not doing anything, right? Right. No, that is not the case. Right. Nonviolence is a doing. It's an active resistance. It's right. a uh, they talk about civil disobedience, right? It's like, right. this is an unjust law. Right. This this law is not good. We should not follow this law. right? right? When you think about what happens on the border and people yeah. are in pain and hurting yes. and, and the fact that you want to keep those people out because the law says so. Well, that's not a just law. Right. We don't follow unjust laws. Like those, those don't do anything for us. They don't help us. They don't bring us up in new ways. Mm. But we recognize that people will experience in an evolution things that feel like harm and we talked about some of that stuff when we talked about uh, pain before we started our podcast right Mm -hmm. and we related it to working out right like Mm -hmm. unless you get to a place where there's some pain you're ripping muscles you can't breathe because you're doing cardio so hard that hurts right yes but it has to hurt yes that is necessary for this emerging evolution like we're talking about yes like yes there is no
1: progress without struggle i mean yes. it it has to hurt to some degree um well and, and this 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 idea of hurting there's a phrase uh, often thrown around uh, i use it a lot in workshops is if you're comfortable you're complicit in the violence mm-hmm. if you're comfortable you're complacent yeah and Discomfort doesn't mean, you know, like you're suffering. Yeah. It just means that you're growing, you're moving. Yeah. You're engaged. You're not just sitting on your laurels and hoping the world's going to change. You yeah. Know? I really appreciate that brother, uh, John Mayer, but that song, waiting on the world to change, is the problem. And mm-hmm. we're waiting. Yeah. You know, it's, no, we got to be moving and engaged. Yeah. And then goes back to the me, we thing who defines change, who mm-hmm. defines what the change is. Yeah. Some people are com- comfortable with status quo, you know? And yeah. so it's complicated, like you said, and there's yeah. a lot of layers. And I, With this emerging evolution piece that we're doing, it's not necessarily finding solutions. It's about finding effective, healthy paths. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I think right now, because of what we're doing to the earth as a human race, we can't define progress in a way that hurts the earth anymore. We can't define progress in a way that exploits other species. We can't, you know, define progress in a way that is environmentally suicidal.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it's got to be symbiotic, it's got to be interdependent, complex. Yeah. You know, and I I really believe if we don't do it, we are being such bad ancestors, man. We are, I want to be I want to be a good ancestor now. Yeah. I know you want to be a good ancestor now yeah. right and it's not about fame and fortune and credibility it's about a path yeah that's it yeah
0: you know. well and uh, a lot of like what I think of when you say stuff like that is the earth does not need humans no she's like, good
1: she's real good I, mean, I, I think the earth up.
0: does really good without humans actually <laughs> all the evidence points to humanless earth is a really good space it works in equilibrium its stasis is good you know i mean you can tilt your head back and drink the water at all times i mean how magical that we live in a place that water falls from the sky i mean what a beautiful space man but like you know you look at it in cities you watch the earth watch the water that falls from the sky and you look at the puddles and you see the oil residue you know like and like that's what we live in that's what we breathe right it's funny because for some reason, we would never just take a dump in our living room. You know what I mean? We would never do that to our our, our idea of home. No, no right. But, I, I, I'm, I'm
1: going to push you even more, brother. Yeah. Imagine taking a dump in a bunch of bags and leaving them around your house <laughs> yeah. and not picking up the bags.
0: Yeah. That's right. funky, man. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah.
1: disgusting.
0: Yeah. But, it's, but, it, but the earth, I think, gives us that idea of holisticness, yes, balance, sir. harmony, that we need to le- see, because yes, that's that, 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 again, almost like that universal truth, like that naturalness, that fit in, that balance thing. That's not a human notion. That's an idea that's bigger than humanness, yes. and it, you can tell it is because people will fight that notion, but eventually the world will just kick us out. doesn't oh. need an us. It'll get back to stasis quick
1: a lot of indigenous people refer to the earth as a, as a mother she'll shake us off like fleas mm-hmm. so treat us like a virus and i think you know instead of looking at us as a virus we got to look at ourselves as like hopefully good bacteria mm-hmm. and good bacteria can be helpful you need that yeah. bacteria you know yeah. you need some good bacteria to help Things churn I was grow. reading
0: the other day that if you don't have the right flora in your gut, yeah, you'll man. be depressed. Yeah. You'll be suicidal. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, like man. that that's how important the stasis is. You need these microorganisms within you. I mean there's microorganisms all over us. We just don't like to think about those right. things. Like when you let your eyes blur, you'll see the little squiggly lines that are living organisms that are on
1: us. Just crawling around. Yeah. Right? Like we're a little world
0: for some people.
1: Yeah, man. Like a universe. Yeah. Yeah. That what's man, it's too many layers, Rowdy. Yeah, it gets complicated. Yeah, it gets real fast. So
0: the other thing that I wanted us to touch on is the purpose, right? So what Calvin and I attempt to do is heal as best as possible in whenever space shape or form that we do now sometimes that works and sometimes that doesn't and one of the things we're going to be very intentional about this in this podcast is sharing our failures too yeah. because we're not looking for heroes we're looking for pathwalkers. Yeah. and so we'll tell you about those times we don't do those things but we do want to find a way that we can train healers that is not temporally fixed or time fixed and that's part of what we're hoping to do in the podcast like you can listen to this whenever you can be in the middle of anywhere and as long as you can understand the language or find someone that does, you can be part of this learning, you can do some of this education stuff, you can learn how to begin to help to heal other people with you how do you look at or describe the notion of what it means for you to train a healer
1: well, as a person on his path of healing yeah I am uh, looking at how do I transfer my story in a way that's uh, an invitation Mm -hmm. to other healers Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of evidence based practices I'm doing the quote things with my finger Uh, there's a lot of theory and thought and practices and approaches around healing Mm -hmm. in the world right um But healing has to first truthfully acknowledge that there has been either harm or harm is occurring. There's been something that has happened or something is happening. Mm -hmm. And it is not effective, healthy, safe. And so to train healers means that I have to constantly be reflecting on my path of healing myself. Mm -hmm. Now, some people are like, well, I don't have anything to heal. My life's great. Yeah. Everything's wonderful. It's like, well thank you. Yeah. Can you build a universe? You know? Yeah. Can you be just God and open up everything? Because yeah. around you this world is in a lot of pain. Yeah. This world is unfair. And it's you know, people are like, well life is unfair, nature's unfair. Yeah, I thought we were distinct from nature. I thought we we had a different path. So training healers means I mean first, I'll give you a practical thing. Uh, I think everybody needs to be looking at their mental health. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to be looking at their inner child. You know, I work a lot on my inner boy. I see a therapist mm-hmm. regularly. I do a meditative practice. I want people to, I don't say call out, but call me in. Yeah. When I'm being hypocritical, because I can be. Oh, yeah. You know, I've had to examine my impulse to compare. Yeah. Uh, I think the root of all bigotry is in comparison. The thief of joy. Yeah, man. And so, you know, I know a way that I was harmful with comparison. Aside from just the way we're taught to and engineered in society, but sometimes, you know, as a father, I would compare my kid not being able to play PlayStation, upset about that, to a group of youth I just worked with that were in refugee status that were forced to kill their parents as child soldiers. And then my kids are upset because they can't play video games. And I'm like, did you hear what I just heard? And this pain. And then I would compare their struggle, if you will, Mm -hmm. in that moment. And then end up harming my child. Yeah. And not learning to, as a healer, you have to think contextually. Yeah. You have to learn to differentiate. You have to learn to temper. And, you know, there's a mindfulness and wisdom. So... Training healers is really an accompaniment. There isn't like, you go to this workshop, you check off these things and we're finished. Yeah. It's a, it's a, Carol Ackerson, a really cool sister I work with. Uh, she's involved with the Girl Scouts. She said, all organizations, institutions, and industries are, or just a collection of constant conversations. Mm-hmm. She says, that's all organizations are. Or just a collection of constant conversations. So training healers is to be in constant conversation as often as possible about how are we doing? Yeah. How are we being? Yeah. And both of those, how are we being and doing? Yeah. And then what impact, not our intent. Yeah. What impact is that having yeah. on not just the earth around us right now, but possibly seven generations to come.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I like what you said, too, because uh, it's hard, because when you're looking at training healers, it's, it's, it's a powerful skill, and boy, that could be weaponized for oh, yeah. bad stuff. Yeah, man. And if you let some of the more baser part of what it means to be human take over some of that stuff, right. it could be really used in some harmful ways. Right. And so it's funny, because intention matters. Like you have to have a sense of right intention. Right. But then you also have to understand, no matter what your right intention was, what exactly was that impact? And what did it mean and how did it feel? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I wanted to add to that training healers thing is that we are being trained to. You and I are training. We are in training. Forever. We, we are not done. Yeah. We are not woke. <laughs> yeah. There's no such thing. Yeah. Like we're hopefully becoming a little bit more conscious. Yeah. But, but never awoken yeah. I mean, I think once we were awoken I don't know that this temporal plane needs you anymore
1: <laughs> Well, I, I would say I've had a lot of youth come up to me and be like Man, you changed my life, bro yeah. You changed my life, and I'm like, nah, I didn't You changed it mm-hmm. I was just a really loud alarm clock mm-hmm. I help you to wake up to your power to change your life to yeah. do something, right? So I, I think I can, I can honestly confidently say in this moment sitting with you right now here Mm -hmm. i feel very awake Mm -hmm. i feel very conscious i feel very alert and clear yeah but i will go back to sleep yeah and you know the the things will happen to distract me to dull my senses yeah and so it's a it's an ebb and flow it's the tide right yeah so you know being woke um if you were constantly just awake you would die. I, I get what people are saying when they're woke. That means that they're acknowledging how they were asleep. Yeah. Right. And that's that's noble, right? Uh, but even when people say I get it, you know, when you hear people say I get it, yeah. I get it, like, well, we're getting it. Yeah. Like you just we're said, yeah. Understand. I think I think we'll get it when we'll die, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but I think that's when we'll be. Woke forever when we yeah. leave this existence, and we don't know. I nobody's yeah. died for two weeks and come back and written a report about it. You nope. Know? So I'm waiting for that essay. I'm <laughs> waiting for that longitudinal study. Yeah. About yeah. the, you know, the hereafter, whatever that is. I mean, we have an idea and imagination of it, but and and, and someone also said um, around that concept of like God, Goddess, Allah, Dios, Dude, whatever you want to call. The power that made the stars. When two people fight over what that power is, both are wrong. Yep. Because it's surrender,
0: like you said. Yeah. Like, yeah. whenever I'm really doing something good, it ain't me. Uh, like, I'm just being, I'm just channeling.
1: We're an instrument <laughs> for up. a second. Yep. You know? And we can pat ourselves on the back for that. Like, that was solid, right? Good, good. You got. Calvin and Rowdy out of the way <laughs> yeah right yeah. or you use the body the vessel of Rowdy and Calvin yeah. in a way that was helpful great yeah. right yeah. a lot of time but when things go really jacked up yeah it's because we got in the way oh, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: that's always how it works because you think it's a you thing Hey, you.
1: You ain't that good.
0: Right, right, Like Humble yourself a little bit. And trust me, it's a good place to be. It is, brother. So is there anything, like, we got about maybe like two more minutes. Any, Any other things that you think they really need to know to be able to get ready to go
1: on this journey? I think a core thing for this journey of emerging evolution is to really think about how are you being daily? I'm on planes a lot, and I say this in workshops to people. I'm on planes sitting next to strangers all the time. Right, And if somebody's nose is not in a book, or they don't have some ear pods in, or or on a phone talking to somebody, or facing a laptop, you know, every now and then I'll ask, how are you being? Yeah. You know, people will clarify, because sometimes I mumble. Yeah. They're they're like, did you ask me how I'm being? Like a bean? I'm like, no, I'm not a bean, not a pinto, man. No. I mean, (laughs) how are you being? Yeah, You know, I'm like, because... You know, we're going somewhere. Yeah. We're on a plane. We got to go to work or a vacation or something we don't want to go to or we yeah. were looking forward to.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I said, we're not human doings, we're human beings.
0: Yeah.
1: Are you being patient? Are you being impatient? Are you being kind or cruel? Are you being authentic or fake? Yeah. Are you, you know, how are you being? And, you know, I, I, I no jokes. I've had people say, Oh, you hippie. I want to talk to you. Right? <laughs> yeah. And they put the, the you know, their earbuds back in, whatever, and they don't want to yeah. talk to me, right? All right, right, go ahead and put on your skull candy, baby, yeah. man. So, but then some people, we've had conversations from Phoenix to Boston non-stop. Yeah. People crying, man, I'm hugging them on the plane and yeah. stuff, you know? Yeah. And, you know, flight attendants like, what the hell is this? You yeah. know, so, but I, I think for this journey, let's start with how are you being? Yeah. And not just when things are going good, but when life challenges.
0: Yeah, let's be open with that. I think one of the things we could always do better is share that pain, struggle, mm-hmm. because we're so used to putting out the perfect image. No man, no, like man. let's be real. Let like man, let's you get, know, girl. yeah, get gritty. Yeah, and be honest with where you were at that day, and like that you're struggling. Like I stumbled and I just ate it. Like you know, there's something about like mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Calvin. Like I tried something, I just ate shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. That's when we connect. It's not it's not uh, that this was I, I, great. I, I didn't
1: know we could cuss, Rowdy, like yeah, you just
0: I figured we could be real. Okay. I mean I like one of the things I always talk about it's is sound like Wu-Tang we're on we're, here. we're a rated R podcast, right? Because we're gonna deal with reality. <laughs> At what point in time could we really confront what we have to talk about without saying something that's gonna be hurtful or offensive? Yeah, man. So Yeah. Dumb. So I mean I don't know that we cannot. If we're gonna be real.
1: Sometimes swearing is strategic. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's it's necessary there is not a word Mm -hmm. for it and like like you just said shit fit best yeah right (laughs)
0: exactly (laughs) so with that we are going to invite you to be along for the conversation so inclusive activism has a voicemail line it's 860 576 9393 you weren't expecting to hear that number so slow down a second get something to write that down with pull your phone out Put it in and write it down, Emerging Evolution Podcast, 860-576-9393. Calvin, if you wanna share some of your contact information with them.
1: Sure, I really encourage you to go to social, S-O-C-I-A-L, centric, C-E-N-T-R-I-C.com, socialcentric.com. Uh, social Centric Institute is the name of my nonprofit in the Social Centric Philosophy. Is where we're trying to practice that We're still growing and emerging But this uh, relationship with inclusive activism I'm excited about Mm -hmm. And then there's my personal website Calvin, C-A-L-V-I-N Terrell, T-E-R-R-E-L-L Dot com, CalvinTerrell.com That's just me doing my thing Yeah man, I want to build a global family I tell people the United States is my house Yeah But Earth is my neighborhood Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the place you
0: live Mm -hmm. Yeah, and with me, um, inclusiveactivism at cox.net, or if you want to learn more about uh, the stuff that I do, it's inclusiveactivism.com. And we just say those things so you can get a hold of us. Yeah, I mean, we got plenty of work. We're not doing this for work. This is something to give away. Yeah. This yeah. is something to share. Yeah. And in the giving, we're going to become better people. And in the the co-teaching and co-learning that we do together, mm-hmm. we're all going to improve. So. Please talk to us and don't let I mean we're gonna have fun talking to each other, whether you get a hold of us or not. But when this becomes community is when you decide to yeah. engage with us. Yes. So yes. keep that, that voicemail line, shoot an email to one or the other of us, or read it out. But we want you to be part of the conversation. Because otherwise it's just me and Cal I mean, it's, at the lonely. End of the day, it's lonely. We're in our office and Tank is excited, <laughs> but
1: <laughs> and we're enjoying ourselves but make it dynamic. Well, and part of the reason why we got together was because doing this work and having these deep conversations, thinking in these multiple layers, we, we need more family, you know? And, and that's the thing, we want to connect because this sometimes feels kind of lonely. So yeah. this we're putting this out in order to build like a global, connected community. So um, hit us up.
0: All right, and with that peace and blessings, It's been a pleasure to be in your earbuds.